well, the uh, specialist said she's not sure how much longer it'll last. It could be days, it could be years. I just don't know how much longer I can go on like this. It's not just the physical pain, you know, but the psychological impact of something like this is almost worse in a way. It all started about three years ago. I went to sleep one night feeling fine and awoke in the morning to find that my testicles had morphed into the shape of Ainsley Harriet's face. I got up and went to the bathroom to have a shower and when I disrobed I looked down and there he was staring up at me with that big shit-eating grin on his face. At first it was pretty funny and you know me and my wife had a good laugh about it but the novelty wore off fairly quickly and you start to worry you know how long is this gonna last and then you're wondering if everything still works as it should so you know we tested it out and uh, that was when we discovered that every time I ejaculated it makes the sound of him laughing <laughs> Well, that had a pretty big impact on our sex life. It didn't take long for our marriage to completely break down, and she left me a couple of months later. Hot spicy. I did start dating again, but, you know, it's difficult with my condition. At first I tried hiding it, but that didn't really work out. You know, you've, you've got to be honest about this kind of thing up front, but how do you bring up something like that on a first date? Eventually I had to start finding women that really fancied Ainsley Harriet, and it worked out in the long term. I've been seeing my current girlfriend for about six months now. The only problem is she seems to prefer my balls to me. Sometimes she'll ask me to sit quietly in the corner with them out while she watches Ready Steady Cook. It's like I'm working in a chippy here. When I mentioned the possibility of getting surgery, she just got really angry and shouted, you can't murder him. And, you know, I explained that they just look like him, they're not actually Ainsley Harriet, but she just started crying and stormed out. <laughs> Delightful. The pain's been getting worse lately. I think they're growing. Walking has become difficult, so I've started telling people that I've got piles. It just seemed easier than telling them that my genitals have started to resemble a celebrity chef. Their vocabulary has been expanding too. It's not just the laughing now, but at random moments they'll let out a yeah, yeah boy, why? or exclaim, give that meat a good old rub. It happened in the post office the other day. I had to tell the old lady behind the till that I was a ventriloquist practicing my act. If only that was true. I hit rock bottom last week when I tried cutting them off with a rusty bread knife. My girlfriend caught me though and wrestled the knife out of my hand. She accidentally cut off a bit of my cock in the process. Remember mashed potatoes at school? <laughs> Thrill me! Bill and Ted are the same thing. Um, anyway, I've started recording again. Um... <laughs> Okie doke. That's accidental. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even press anything then, I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Well, we're off to a good start anyway. Um, uh, welcome to episode 28 of uh, Bitter Chimps. And um, it's a milestone episode, the biggest episode, because it's my lucky number, blah de blah de blah yeah. um, 
yeah, I used to ask you opening episodes with asking you about whether or not you've seen The Matrix mm. this week. Uh, since episode God knows how long ago, we've stopped talking about that. But there is a new Bill and Ted movie out, and featuring Keanu Reeves, of course. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking, here's my theory, hear me out, um, that Keanu Reeves' movies are all set in the same universe, and he's only ever been playing one character who was just acting out a series of personas. Ah. Mm. He does act pretty much the same way in all of his films. Yeah, so... Like, no, apart from Bill and Ted, yeah, maybe has a personality. That's the exception to the rule, but maybe that's just him being a bit wacky. Yeah. Or his younger days, perhaps. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. The, fa- the famous phrase from... Bill and Ted's excellent... Slash Wayne's World. Adventure. Which are the same films. Mm. The, the phrase Calabunga... Do yeah. you do, do you attribute it to Bart Simpson or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, I never thought about it. Yeah, because they both say it. It's from I think it was originally from Emmerdale. Oh, maybe it was Emmerdale then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, got any sponsors this week? Yeah. So, two of our regulars. I'm so happy to see Cracker Jacks. Wacky facts are now a regular. Oof. Um. Got some facts from them here. Okay. Here we go. Uh, lampposts were originally designed as disco stations. The lights were strobe lights, and the pole had a built-in cassette player. Yeah. So you could go along to a lamppost, plug your cassette in, and have a little disco. That's pretty cool. Um, electricity is actually just a placebo effect. Hmm. Well, maybe it is. Yeah, that makes sense, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. And um, finally, Icelandic singer Björk lives in a shed in Pontypridd. Björk? Yeah. Ah. Pontypridd, Wales, for our non-Welsh listeners. Mm-hmm. Wales, United Kingdom, for our non-Welsh listeners. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not England. Not England, no. Uh, any other facts? They're all the facts, but we are also sponsored by Craig's. Craig's Bar, of, of course, course. Craig's Bar. Everyone's favourite bar, hotel, country, crash... Torture Dungeon Disco Disco Everything Yeah um, And our chief sponsor Yeah mm-hmm. Shopping mall mm-hmm. um, Podcast Yeah This weekend sees the inaugural Buff Anus Awards Oof. Ceremony Taking mm. place um, The bookies have released the odds For some of the competitors Okay So here we go Here's the top Well just six of the competitors So uh, the favourite is Big Ange. Big Ange, yeah, of, of course. course. Mm-hmm. She's two to one. They've got her at the moment. Um, we've got Halfway Trevor coming in at three to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Spag coming in with four to one. Of course. Uh, Turnip, R.I.P. Oh, okay. Is coming in at eight to one. Could be a post posthumous post hummus post hummus award. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wet Ken. Okay, yeah. Is in at twenty to one. I thought he'd be the favourite to be honest. Yeah, he's quite low, twenty to one. And you've got a real steal here if you want to put some one go down, down on it. Mm-hmm. At three hundred to one, you've got Forbidden Greg. Oof, big underdog. He has got the potential to go all the way. Yeah, to the bank with your winnings. Yeah, that's how it works. Whoever you bet on, the winner gets your winnings. Mm. Oh, cool. Uh, we're also sponsored by. God, his meat's looking a bit scandalous. Oof, yeah, you could take that to the bank. Fed up of overhearing conversations like this? Well, at Scandalous Meats, we'll make sure that you get the attention you fancy. Scandalous Meats make every meat a scandalous meat. So, there you go. Oh, Scandalous Meats. Mm. And I laughed there because I heard the postman say that earlier on to a cat 
in my garden. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, we're also sponsored by Clark Allen's Big Store, um, yes. which is now offering a free tin of Craig's brand ravioli with every £74 in-store spend. Uh, get on down, yeah. Get on down to Clark Allen's Big Store, and we'll sort you out good and proper. After all, you're the world's greatest. Under 14s go free. Parking not guaranteed. Mm. And they were, of course, rated 10 out of 10 by Landalis. Landalis, our very own Roman reporter. Yep, they sure were. And um, we're also sponsored by big, 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 big fellow. Talking to Landalis, uh, we've got a Landalis report. Oof. Fresh in off the press a couple of days ago. Sweet. Well, what's this? Oh, there's some Is outside interference. <laughs> it might be him. I don't know. Um, like Beyonce. Beyonce. Knowles Z. Yeah. Destiny's son. If she got a double vowel name, she'd be Beyonce Knowles Z. Oh, yeah. Um, so, this is the Lantanas report this week of a Portuguese police station. Oh. He's still out there in Portugal, our Roman reporter. AKA Craig's because they've now purchased Portugal. Yep. Um, so it reads as follows. The facts read as, reads as follows. Um, they detained me at the airport, accused me of trying to export a Portuguese man of war out of the country. I merely forgot it was there. If you remember from last week, it was in his anus, mm. hanging out of his anus. Um, Detective Luis Figo slammed his powerful foot down on the table, demanding answers. I, I've been to Craig's bar, I explained, again. Where they have a new two-for-one deal on dog dirt mudslides and kids go free, he asked. Good impression. Mm. I slapped him in the face, sending oil flying all over the filing cabinet and cock ring rack. <laughs> Weird police station. Uh, oh, it's Craig's now, I suppose. Craig's uh, operated police station. Yeah. Um, oh, I see you are a herbal warrior, Figo said placing his hands down his trousers. Yes, I confirmed, not really knowing what he was saying, but liking the sound of it. Figo swaggered over to the filing cabinet, his hairy back glistening under the office lights. He opened the filing cabinet and removed the file before slamming it down on the desk in front of me. What? What's this? I asked, sensationally. He opened the file, smiling like a large mammal. The file contained photos of Louis Figo dancing in nothing but a crotchless thong, similar to the one he was sporting at this very moment. I'm dancing to Whip It by Devo, he explained. I nodded, fully understanding what he was trying to convey, but also in acknowledgement of a missing centre of my soul. Will you present your lips to me in the form of a kiss? Figo asked. A singular tear rolled up my forehead. I'll be Tony Maguire and you be Kirsten Dunst, I said as our lips locked and Detective Figo sent me into another dimension. Seven hours later, I staggered out of the office. The memories of my time there etched upon my body and soul forever. I said goodbye to the receptionist, in brackets who ignored me, walked out of the police station and headed into the overcast streets of Porto de Egmore. All in all, all in all, I would give this Portuguese police station a perfect 10 out of 10, a fun day out for all the family. Oh. There you go. A Dallas report days. I don't know how long he's going to be in Portugal for, but he seems to be having a good time, I guess. Yeah, At Figo. Least. It was Figo. He's uh, a <laughs> dirty dog. His new profession. Um, yeah. With his hairy back. Mm. Um, got some letters. Okay. 
This one's from Edwina Fuck Johnson. Oh, okay. Who resides in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Dear Chimpos, I can't bloody believe it. I've only gone and done it again. The jam has spilled all over my 17-inch Dell Inspiron laptop, and the keys are all sticky. The space bar is completely inoperable, and the shift key leaves much to be desired. She's written 10 minutes later, dot, dot, dot. That's weird. Uh-huh. Uh, I've thrown it in the bin. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Love and hugs, EFG. Huh. Wow, <laughs> right, that's a strange <laughs> letter there from uh, Edwina Fuck Johnson, yeah. EFG. Um, well, I don't know why she's written into us, but... I'm not sure. Her biggest problem there was the fact that she bought a Dell. Uh, mm. A Dell Inspiron <laughs> laptop. Inspiron, yeah. Yeah, not, not a good call. Unless, like, you work in an office and you're buying literally 10,000 of them at a very cheap rate. What would you recommend? She needs a new one, I suppose. Yeah, I'd recommend she buy a new laptop mm. and not a not a Dell laptop. As does own. Or Hewlett-Packard. I wouldn't recommend them either. Oh. No. Um, well, I hope that helps, EFG. Uh, what you want to get is a MSI or, um, if you're a gamer, maybe something better than that. And... Um, if you're cheap, maybe a Toshiba. Oh. Yeah. There we go. Uh, we've got one another letter. Mm-hmm. This one was an email. If you want to email us, it's uh, on your computer. Yeah. You just shout email at Alexa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then think about what you want to say. And then say it. And then say it. And then write it down. And then we'll come to visit you then say it to us and then scan in what you wrote down and email that to us in a dream yeah mm-hmm. uh, this one's from Clive Baxley Horseradish <laughs> okay great name um, he says hey chimpos I need some help my girlfriend is repulsed by my special wang mm. what should I do to endear in- her to it I've tried greasing it up and flexing it painting it yellow and pretending it's a banana flailing it about while singing Barry Manilow and slapping it against her face while she's asleep None of these tactics have worked. If anything, uh, they've just made her more disgusted. Clive. Huh. Um, what do you think he can do to make his... Mm. He says it's a special wang, so... Well, I would say his first um, tactic should be to purchase a Dell Inspiron laptop mm. and then take some photos with a lovely Nixon camera Yeah. and then upload them to the Dell Inspiron um, laptop and then burn the laptop. Okay. Of his photos of his wang. Yeah. Okay. And that should get the job done. It's um never failed me. Unless you've got any other Damn things man. you could do. No, I think that's good. Yeah. Which covers it. Uh, I've got a letter as well. Oh. You, it's a celebrity letter. Oh, one of my celebrity friends. Yeah, but it's actually addressed to us this time, both of us. Ah. Um, so it reads as follows. What's up, Simon and Tom? Mm-hmm. What is that? What's up? I don't know. Um, got your parcel in the mail today. It looks great. I don't recall sending him a parcel. No. Um, or her. I don't know who this is yet. Um, I'll send it to you ASAP. What? I don't know. Is he sending us the parcel back? <laughs> I don't know. Um, the mail sis... Wait. Fucking hell. Call me Susan. He's written this. It's not me oh, saying right. it. <laughs> okay. um, how did I forget the big barbecue was this weekend? I'm so stupid. What the... F- fuck am I doing with my life Tom I sit in this tiny apartment all day and all night every day watching my wife sit on the recliner smearing hot caramel all over herself and screaming in agony 
It's a poor existence, but the promise of new Pit of Chips Pit of Chimps episodes every two weeks is a reminder enough to keep going. Cheers, lads. Hardcore Holly. Oh, Hardcore Holly. Hardcore Holly. Mm-hmm. The wrestler. Yeah. From the olden days. Yeah. Um, what was his birth name? Spark Plug. Or yeah. Holly. <laughs> yeah, Sparky Plug. Robert Holly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, good to hear from him. I wonder what this package is going to be. I'm not sure. Maybe he's going to send it to us. Um, maybe he doesn't really know what's going on anymore. Maybe it's Crash Holly. Maybe it's Crash Holly. Or Molly Holly. Mm. I, hope it, I hope it's Molly Holly. Um, so, yeah, we've got the fruit rankings, if you're interested. Yeah, of course. Um, so, as you know, tangerines have been on a bit of a tear-up recently. Yeah. They've reclaimed their top spot and they've held it for the last two weeks. Um, so this week, at number five... <laughs> we have kiwi fruits. Oh, mm. uh, I think we've seen them in the rankings. I before, think they've made it in. Yeah, it's been probably a year since they've been in yeah. the rankings. Um, at number four, Pokemon Punch. It's a, a time crisis arcade machine with the feedback guns. You know, with, when you pull the trigger and the gun clacks oh, back and forth. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. New entry. Mm. An exciting entry. Very good fruit. Highly regarded. But underrated. Yeah, I'd like to see more from them mm. over the coming weeks. Yeah. Uh, number three. No! Uh, we have tinned lychees. Oh. An exotic entry. Tinned lychees. An exotic entry. I've never had a lychee. I've only ever had lychee-flavoured Rubicon. Oh. With chin. I had a lychee-flavoured jelly once. That was pretty yeah. good. It was like a jelly shot. And it had a little bit of lychee in it as well. With vodka? No. Oh. Just a jelly shot with little bits of lychee in it. Where did you have that? Just in a Tesco. What, you <laughs> ate it in the Tesco when you were handing yeah. them out? Yeah. Um, and number two. Self-destruct sequence activated. We have a, an origami representation of Wyoming. Oh, again. Uh, second week at number two. Wow. It's holding its own. It? So, there's the question. It does. Will tangerines be at number one? Um, at number one this week... <laughs> Tangerines. Oh. <laughs> They've made it back to their glory wow. days. Um, regarding the fruit rankings, actually, I've had a secret meeting this week with the fruit with the meat board. If oh, you, the meat board. Yeah, if you remember, a long time ago when we first started this podcast, we had the meat rankings. Mm. But because I'm obviously a devout vegan. Uh, we don't do that anymore on ethical grounds. But I met with them anyway because they begged me pretty much. Yeah. Um, and they wanted the rankings back. Basically, yeah, they wanted well, the us meat to stocks have been plummeting. Exactly. Um, but obviously, as a vegan, I said no. Um, they tried to bribe me uh, with a year's supply of prime cuts. Um, but I said no again. Um, I said no. It's not happening. Meat Terry. I'm not doing it. Um, but then. The PA of the meat board, Pork Rogers, um, he basically said we can cut a deal, mate. You know, sort it out. Mm. Um, so the negotiation went on for a few hours back and forth, and we came to a compromise. Um, so with no further ado, I present to you the meat accuracy report. Oh. Um, I'm going to name some meats, and what you have to do is provide an accuracy percentage out of 100. Okay. Do you understand? <laughs> yes. It's got very <laughs> yeah, it's cook fire, so are you ready? Oh, okay, right. Okay. Go. 
Pork. 29%. Lamb. 3%. Turkey. 98%. <laughs> a long, thin, white penis. 125%. Chicken. 2%. Chicken nuggets. 94%. Sean Stasiak. 6 There you go. That's the meat accuracy of Pork. I hope they're happy. They got what they wanted. Um, <laughs> not sure how to follow that. Yeah, I don't know where to go. We've got the top ten spicy boys while we're talking about rankings Oof. and accuracy. Okay. Um, might as well get this out of the way. Top ten spicy boys. Here we go. In at number ten, mm-hmm. it's the greatest MMA fighter of all time, Todd Duffy. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Um, in at number nine, we've got Dave Benson Phillips. Yeah. Well, I mean, Artem Lobov's up there. Oh yeah, he mm-hmm. is. Well, but Todd Duffy though, you can't go wrong. Yeah. It's uh, out of the two. Yeah, Dave Benson Phillips, sorry. Uh, yep, Dave Benson Phillips. Number eight, um, it's the hard hat from Challenge Annika. The hard hat from Challenge Annika? <laughs> yeah, Annika's hat. Okay, yeah. Uh, number seven, we've got Swifty McVeigh from D12. Of course. Uh, number six, former Radio 1 DJ Tony Blackburn. Mm-hmm. I had a gecko once, but the wheels fell off. Yeah. His immortal catchphrase. Uh, number five, Marty Pello from Wet, Wet, Wet. Oh, they are wet. Yeah. Uh, number four, the cast of Emmerdale. Mm-hmm. Um, Formerly known as um, whatever we said at the beginning of the episode. Brookside. No. Uh, I can't remember what we're talking about. Never mind. <laughs> uh, number three, former Conservative MP Edwina Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Cedric Bixler Zavala, the uh, vocalist from the Mars Volta. Okay. Big said. And in at number one. Of course, it's Deep Roy. Deep Roy, again, holding on to his position. Undefeated. Mm-hmm. Undefeated Spicy Boy. Nice. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy uh, Happy that that happened um, this week on the show. This week. It's time for some pork accusations. Oh. Yeehaw. Oh, mate, you've stolen my pork, innit? That man's wearing a pork wig. I believe that woman slid the pork under the door. That child smells of rancid pork. There you go. There you go. Uh, pork, pork accusations for you there. Strong pork accusations. Mm. I wonder what will happen with those. I don't know. Maybe we'll never do them again. Uh, we need to get pork justice on the case. Pork then. justice is busy at the moment. <laughs> There's a mo- the moment of silence there. Placid, calm moment of silence. Oh. Would you like some dog names? Oh, God. <laughs> this is for my future dog that I've been thinking this is, uh, about getting. This is top entertainment here. Um, okay, so uh, you just tell me yes or no whether you like him or not. Okay. Uh, good boy Larry. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Toby. No. Bork Jones. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. No. You are invited to a Microsoft Teams meeting. Yes. Okay, there you go. Some, some dog names. I think I'll go for the last one. Yeah, that's a good one. Here, boy, here, you are invited to a Microsoft Teams meeting. I think it's got a good ring to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was thinking, speaking of uh, football players... Mm-hmm. Quest. Oof! <laughs> I accept your quest. Okay. Uh, a nine-year-old Alaskan prince has kidnapped you. Uh, nine-year-old? Wa- yep. Yeah. You wake up to find yourself in a room surrounded by posters of Erica Badu. Uh-huh. 
A small man waddles into the room, looks right at you and says, You're mine, finally, Erica. Then he exits the room. Um, you try to r wiggle free of the ropes, realizing he's mistaken you for Erica Badu. Uh, what is the success percentage? What ropes? Uh, the, he tied you up. Tied me up. Yeah. Um, what was the bit at the start with the nine-year-old? He's kidnapped you, a nine-year-old oh, Alaskan prince. He's the one who waddled in yeah. and tied me up. Hmm. Um, well, it's either him or a small man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the Alaska. Maybe he's got a unrelated. Yeah, he might have a, you know, aide. Mm. Mm -hmm. Aides. No, he might have an aide, uh, yeah. an assistant. Um. So let's take this. You've got the Erica Badu factor here. Mm -hmm. I'm tied up. He's a he's a prince, which means he's gonna have some power, some moxie behind him. Hmm. Uh, forty-two percent. Forty-two percent. There you go. Sorted. You were saying about uh, <laughs> something. Football players. Football players, okay. I was thinking, um, you know, as a new segment on the show. Where's the can... siren? Do we have an air horn for that or something? Uh, oh, an air raid siren? Oh, well. We've got maybe a school a bell. School That'll bell. do. Close yeah. enough. Thought we could have a little discussion because everyone likes sports. Maybe everyone. always do sports. No. But in this case we're going to talk about some football people love football or soccer soccer for our North American audience yeah well our American audience mm. just not said anywhere else in the world <laughs> but it's wrong um, so we'll talk about the Mount Rushmore of football I thought mm. the football players who is on the Mount Rushmore So the which is an American Chris. thing for our European audience yeah so mm. it's basically the four most influential important players in the history of football yeah so obviously there's a lot but there's I mean there's one obvious one yeah. that everyone knows of course he, in terms of his contribution to the sport it's unrivaled his, yeah his what he's done on the field off the field mm -hmm. just being a cultural figure icon yeah a cultural mm -hmm. icon who has exceeds the sport of football or soccer it transcends him. it transcends the sport uh, the obvious one Andy Townsend Andy Townsend of course yeah, the so great Irish Villa Aston Villa legend Andy Townsend so I'm sure we both agree on that mm -hmm. um, do, do you have any others that you think yeah. belong in there because I've got a few here absolutely sure. I think uh, Pierre Van Hooydonk is worth, worth a look Van Hooydonk um, yeah for not, former Nottingham Forest uh, and Holland international who I've mm. seen witnessed live in the flesh in the flesh rip whales apart unfortunately Oh. Um, I've got Philip Albert, the former oh, Newcastle, Newcastle defender, uh, great moustache, yeah. uh, underrated, and of course Emil Ivanhoe Heskey. Oh yeah, your favourite player of all time. Mm -hmm. um, well, I've got a few. I wasn't sure who I was going to put in, so I've got Jan Molby. Jan Molby, yeah, great call. Former Liverpool FC player. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of goalkeepers, because I thought I want to get a goalkeeper in there. Yeah. The obvious one is, uh, of course, the greatest goalkeeper of all time, Tony Cotton. Tony Cotton, yeah. Of Manchester City uh -huh. thing. Uh, speaking of Man City, Gary Flitcroft. Yeah, nice call. For his mm -hmm. haircut. Yeah, he had a great football sticker, I remember, as well. <laughs> yeah, good haircut, good teeth as well. Mm -hmm. um, Dion Dublin. Y yeah. The f first ever black football player. Yeah, and inventor of a musical instrument. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The doob. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Hot Kev. Kevin Phillips, yeah, yeah, hot Kev, up there with um, Jeff Horsfield. Oh yeah, I forgot for, about Jeff Horsfield. He deserves for, to be in there for great players. Um, and the other ones I was thinking about was Popescu and Petrescu. Mm, the Romanian, the Romanian beasts. Yeah, yeah. So I don't and know. George who... Hadji could be in there as well. Mm, well, mm. 
he's been in the news lately, which we'll hear about. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, so who should we? So we've got Andy Townsend. Who should we put as the other three? Uh, Esky. Esky. Uh, Tony Cotton. Tony. Yeah, Tony Cotton and Dion Dublin. Pierre Van Hooydonk should be in there though. We'll put them both in as one. Or like Jan Venegor of Hesselink. He could be in there. Oh, 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 it's so difficult. I don't know. Well, maybe we could fill out the last one. I've got a, a selection of uh, player, funny player names from around the world here. Oh, okay. If you're interested. For anyone who doesn't like soccer, I know it's probably quite boring for you all. Mm. Um, but maybe these funny names might perk your day up. If there's anyone you don't think is real in this list, stop me and I'll give you a little bio on who they are. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Norman Conquest... What? Norman <laughs> Conquest. Norman Conquest played. Uh, he was an Australian goalkeeper. Oh. Um, Mark D. Mann. Uh, <laughs> Mark D. Mann. Funnily enough, it's a Belgian defender who played for a team called Haslett. Um, yeah. Peter Panda uh, from Mooch and Gartback. Um, Danger Four Pence. What? Uh, a Zimbabwean defender. Uh, Danger Mike, Four Pence. Yeah. Michael Gash from Kidderminster Harriers. Uh, Fabian Asman from. <laughs> from Independiente in Argentina uh, Bernd Haas from Sunderland and West Brom um, Angelico no sorry Argelico Fux um, Angelico Fux and Bernd Haas he's played for like multiple teams apparently uh, Ch- well. Cheeky Haas <laughs> Cheeky uh, who played for Paraguay in both the 1998 and 2002 World Cup so there might be football stickers of him somewhere oh. um, Danny Invincible um, former Swindon player um, Neville well this one's not a player but Neville Neville that's Gary and Phil's dad oh right okay it's the same name for both oh, first so and surname twice yeah um, Andre Muff um, from well I played for Switzerland but unfortunately his career was blighted by injuries this report says here oh. of course David Seaman uh, Ralph Minge Danny Shitu, Paul yeah. Dickov yeah. Milan Fuckall you fucks <laughs> Ars Bandit, <laughs> who was an Algerian football player in the 70s. Uh, Rod Fanny, uh, Credence Clearwater Kuto, <laughs> otherwise known as Paulista, um, who over the years has become frustrated by his reputation for his great name rather than his football inabilities. Um, Dean Windass, oh, yeah. Lars and Sven Bender, the Bender brothers, mm-hmm. uh, Stefan Kuntz, and Brian Penis. <laughs> wow. There you go, some great, there's some great oh. football player names out there. That's incredible. Mm. I like the combo of burnt ass and who was the other one? Uh, oh, something was... fucks one. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> cheeky ass. Cheeky ass. Yeah, the Euro- Paraguayan wonder beast. As they well, call that, that's the Mount Rushmore right there. We'll just have a massive, it. massive Mount Rushmore. Loads of faces carved into the Make side of uh, the White Cliffs of Dover. Let's say. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I've got a football. I've got, no, I haven't. I've got a. <laughs> film idea okay. I'd like to pitch to you okay that's okay yeah, so we can just bring back our non-football fan audience yeah um, everyone loves a good film yeah everyone loves films um, the working title of this film is Undies Man and I was thinking maybe Ron Howard could direct it mm, okay um, so this is the sort of um, well the full plot really um, the year is 2064 uh, the place is the suburbs of Los Angeles Carl has a custom made uh, he has himself custom made a lone pair of underpants mm-hmm. with the script from every episode of Law and Order printed upon them. Wow. Mm. One day he walks outside in them to get mail from the mailbox. He is spotted by a neighbour who is mesmerised and erect by the mere sight of Carl's undies. 
he walks over to Carl's house and harasses him into a closer inspection. Impressed, the neighbour tells everybody he knows as well as every number in the phone book and the press. Every person on earth turns up at Carl's address for a sight of the undies. Mm. All at the same time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do that with like CGI or something. Yeah. Or we'll just hire loads of extras, like billions of extras. Um, Carl, knowing this would happen, loads several large medieval catapults on his roof with gallons and gallons of lighter fluid. Um, then he activates the catapult, sending lighter fluid spraying out over the unwashed masses. He then lights and throws hundreds of Molotov cocktails out into the crowd, setting everybody on earth on fire. Give us a look at the law and order on the uh, Sorry, again. Give us a look at the law and order. I can't say that in this accent. <laughs> Give us a look at the law and order undies, a woman shouts, oblivious to the fire ravaging her skin. Oof. Mm. Um, she'd be trained to say that line. Yeah. Yeah. It takes well, yeah. It takes a while. It's the hardest line in the film to say. Mm. But it's the punchline, so... Could get Judy Dench to do that part, maybe. Maybe. Or Judy Hench. Yeah. If she put on a bit of muscle. Mm. So, uh, there you go. Are you oh, interested? That's how it ended. Yeah, you interested? <laughs> that's how the credits roll, then. Ah. You... So you don't know if they all die or not? Well, you assume they do. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll bankroll that. Yeah, well, there you go, then. I'll... Who's in it, apart from Judy Dench? Uh, Robert Carlyle. It's the... Who plays... What was his name? Carl. Carl. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Can we get Deep Roy in there somewhere? Deep Roy could play one of the catapults. Oh yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, Carl, we've played by. I mean, this is a reveal. I've just been on the phone to him while we've been talking. Oh. And I have cast Tom Jones as Carl, Oof. the singer. He's Carl moving. The singer. Well, he's been in a film before. He's been in Mars Attacks, hasn't he? But um, Carl's a singer as well. No. There's no singing in the film. Uh-huh. No, Tom Jones, the star of Mars Attacks, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll recall, um, will play him, and all of the other characters will be played by Pierce Brosnan. Oh, who's also who's also in Mars Attacks. Yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah. Excellent. I've got. Um, speaking of films, I've got some entertainment news here. Wow. Another new segment. Is it a spicy scoop? Lots of spicy scoops. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> A new reality TV show is set to debut on Netflix next month. Mm. Haji and Stoichkov sees the two former football players locked in a lighthouse with no communication with the outside world for a month. The only foods they'll have are 30 tins of fermented herring, 60 bottles of Tabasco and a massive tub of red Thai curry paste. There'll be no running water and no electricity in the lighthouse, but they will be allowed access to a football for 20 minutes a day. Mm. So I think there's going to be a 24-hour live stream of that. On a new channel, okay. Uh Um, After months of speculation, Britney Spears has finally confirmed that she is changing her name to Egg Lampoon. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Um, The change will come after months of rumours following her tweet in July that simply read, "I am Egg Lampoon. Britney's dead, bitch." Well, it's been coming. Yeah. To be honest, it's been on the horizon for a while. So, um, Egg Lampoon, good luck to you. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Uh, Big Brother Series 4 contestants Anushka Nush Nowak and Herjinder Goss Gossel have formed an electro-pop duo called Goss and Nush. Mm. Their first single will be a cover of Fairground by Simply Red. Oh, okay. Um, I guess with Gus on backing vocals as well. No, Goss. No, I know, but Gus is going to be there as well on backing vocals. Yeah. And Bubble. Bubble and Science is going <laughs> to do a rap for them. Okay. 
so yeah, Gotham Nush. Look forward to um to them. Uh, English comedian Alan Davis and singer Leo Sayer have finally admitted that they are the same person. I thought that was the case the whole time. Mm. Well, speculation has ramped up over the past few weeks when the comedian was spotted singing Raining in My Heart on the uh, set of QI. Mm. Uh, QI host Sandy Thorfig said she's very happy that Alan can finally be at peace with himself. Mm. Or Leo. Or Leo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whichever one they choose Prefer to be. to be called. Yeah. Huh. But, yeah, there we go. Some entertainment news. It's quite nice. Yeah, nice to hear. Egg Lampoon. Egg Lampoon. She's going all the way to the top. She's reclaiming what is rightfully hers. Uh, so um, I've been intercepting your mail again, mm, like yeah. usual. Uh, I'll just present it to you and uh, have at it. Go. Ignore the number I've written on the back. That's just my decorator. Harry. Harry, my decorator. Yeah. Harry, the decorator. Maybe we could get him featured <laughs> on an episode. I don't think so. Um, okay, I'll just read this out. So this is from Jones, Jones, Porcelain and Biscuits, uh, Super Duper Legal Services. Well, that sounds quite, like, you know, reputable. Uh, I hope I'm not in more legal trouble. Uh, it says certified mail at the top. As that, well. that means it's real. Mm. Uh, dear Thomas, I'm writing to inform you of a breach of your client contact and request a meeting take action pertaining to this incident. Right, I mean, just that is a meeting take action, okay. Um, Active participation in our community is a valuable part of this company's mission statement, and as such, we expect all of our clients to contribute to a certain number of community service events every quarter. Right? You have breached this portion of your contract, signed on December 4th, 2012, and stating you would be present at a minimum of give give community service events. Five, I think that means, not give. Oh, five. I was thinking, what? That would make sense because F and G are right next to each other on a keyboard. So Ah, I think they've probably just made a typo. Um, So, yeah, I haven't been at five community service events. According to our records, you attended only three community service events. The first on December 18th, 2012 with the Love Shack Twins. The second on December 25th at Toys R Us. And the third on January 14th, 2013, with Justice for Pork. Huh. These are all highly respected members of our community. Obviously, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's December 25th, you were meant to be at Toys R Us, Christmas Day. Yeah, I was. Maybe yeah. you were handing out the gifts. I was there. Or stealing them. I, was in the, um, the other. I don't know what this is about. Action Force. Oh, okay, Toys R Us Action Force. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would like to request a meeting in order to discuss this horrifying breach of contract. Please notify me as soon as possible if you will not be able to attend a meeting on February the 2nd, 2021 at Cafe Nero on Wealthfield Road at 19pm. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe they mean 7. Or they mean they're just carrying it on, so it would be 12... <laughs> it would, well, yeah. It, it would still be... So it would be 7am. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Uh, if you will be unable to make this appointment, we can arrange a different time or for somebody to beat you up. Whoa. That's a bit harsh. harsh. Where did that come from? Please respond to avoid disciplinary action. You may contact me via fax. This mail is certified. Mm. Capital letters. Sincerely, <laughs> Snippy Biscuits. Uh, Jones Jones Porcelain Biscuits. Super Duper Legal Services. Huh. There you go. So, 
what are we taking from that? Well, I haven't been, I, I haven't attended five community service events because I didn't realise that was in my contract. Mm. I mean, I went along to Toys R Us, obviously, yeah. on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. I went to the, see the, uh, the Love Shack Twins, mm-hmm. obviously, and Justice for Pork. Of course, everyone was at that. Mm-hmm. But um, And of course, you saw the Love Shack Twins in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't see what the problem is. But I suppose I've got to go to this meeting at Cafe Nero at <laughs> Cafe Nero of <laughs> all places. Why not, you know, increase the potential and do it at a coffee one? Maybe I'll suggest that. Mm. Or Linda Barker's Cafe. Oh, maybe. Even that's closed down. Well, Snippy Biscuits, I'll be seeing you soon, sunshine. Mm. Oh, there you go. The word is out. Mm. Got anything else on the horizon today? No. There's no sex report this week. No. Because of COVID. COVID? Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm calling it. Is it is being clamped down now. I don't know if it's COVID or COVID, but I've heard a few people saying COVID. Mm. And so I'm just going to say COVID. COVID. <laughs> I heard somebody call it COVID. Mm. I heard somebody call it COVID. Mm. Pork! Um, I'm not sure if i got anything left to talk about today, actually, apart from... <laughs> got some important notes just come into the office here. I think I've got to call Harry. The studio. Yeah, should we get him on the... Shall I ring him now? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not available. He's, he, he, he lives around the corner next to the pie shop. Oh. Yeah, he said, you could call me. I live Any next to the pie shop. <laughs> Anytime you want. Yeah, he said, come by and we'll go in the pie shop together and we'll talk about decorating the room and pies. Sounds like you've got a spicy date on your hands. Maybe. I don't know. Um, this episode goes out to you, Harry. Yep. Yeah, big, 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 big fella. <laughs> So I won the award a few months ago. I picked up the physical trophy last week at the big award ceremony. I've been working in the industry now for over three decades. It's a rewarding job, but you know, there are so many sacrifices to make. Some circles call me Big Creamy. Others call me the Creamy Dream. My wife calls me the Milk Explosion. I just prefer Terry. Because, you know, that is the name what my mother gave me. I hope to defend my National Dairy Association Milkman of the Year Award next year. Until then, I'll be sure to milk myself on a daily basis. My name is Terry, and I deliver the full fat dairy goods. Spicy.